0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 364, recorded on August 2nd, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your new. home news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska, literally with Edward tonight, a smoking good Bellevue, <laughs> Nebraska. Of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TV. Don't forget, you can join us live on the mobile app if you're traveling on the road in a train, on a plane, those kinds of things. The mobile app is really the best way... Edward, I'm super jealous that I am not smoking that cigar right (laughs) now. I I should have taken, (laughs) I should have taken this to the deck. I'm just, I'm just saying, I got to figure out how to, how to do this for my deck. Uh, If, uh, uh, if you are listening on the mobile app, really best way to listen live. You can get access to it. It's, they're both free. Android and iPhone, both free. HomeGadgetGeeks.com and the best way to listen when you're on the road. Don't forget, if you're an Apple Podcasts and you're using it that way, rate, review, subscribe. We haven't had anybody do that in a while. It'd be nice to get some of those ratings uh, out there, so maybe some new ones. So if you head out there to do that, Google has some way to do it as well, except they're monkeying with their apps. So we'll get that figured out. But uh, we appreciate any feedback that you give us. You normally, at this point, I introduce Mike Wieger and I tell you that we are going to be doing a crypto in the post show. But today, lots of crypto, but don't, 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 don't leave yet. Like I know some of you are like, oh crap, he's doing a crypto. Don't, we're not going to, this is not about coins. Although we'll talk a little bit about that. It's not about prices. Although we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Brought Edward on here again, and you know him, he's been on a ton. And Edward, welcome back and thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, I got lots of updates and I think the last one, my notes said, well, I have notes from December. Was that the last Although I, one in between that? I think
0: we did. I think in March, okay. we did a December right. one when everything okay. was super hot, right? And then, okay, yeah. like, the bottom fell out. Right. And so, then I had you back on in March, like, what's going on? Right. You know? And, uh, and so we, of course, it's been, a, it's been an interesting and bumpy ride if you're in the coin market and you're doing those. It has been an interesting and bumpy all over the place ride. Um, Bitcoin has certainly been leading the way. Uh, as far as prices. Although, as I've been watching, even though I said we weren't going to talk about this, uh, I I will say, if you've been watching what's been going on, uh, we are seeing some separation of some things, which is kind of interesting. So we'll save that conversation maybe for a little bit later. We want to catch up, Edward, with you a little bit. We have some new folks, though, who have uh, maybe joined, who haven't heard any of those interviews that we did with you back in March, December of Couple years ago, I think the first time I had you on Bitcoin was maybe yep. 200 bucks uh, <laughs> when we first started talking about it. And I've admitted openly I had no idea what you were talking about at the time. <laughs> uh, but we've watched that thing uh, do its stuff. But um, Edward, give us a quick update on you, your position, your role, what you do in the company, yeah. those kinds of things.
1: Sure. So uh, since we last talked, I've finally uh, pulled the pulled the ripcord and. Um, I was in IT for 16 years, and now I'm, I'm fully out of that doing uh, all uh, crypto and uh, financial service work. So uh, we now have eight kiosks, and so one Omaha, one Lincoln, one Fargo, and then there's five that are in Omaha that are uh, the financial services kiosks that do other stuff besides just Bitcoin. And we've also launched uh, Nebraska mining.io. so we are hosting uh, ASIC miners for folks, and uh, done a few, uh, doing working on currently working on a few blockchain development projects for different uh, individuals and companies, and what else? Uh, working on some uh, payment processing uh, stuff as well. So that's what I've been up to recently.
0: Okay, a couple couple magic words that you said in there: financial services kiosk. were Familiar with the the ATMs that you have? We've talked about those Jones Brothers here, the one in Lincoln. Um, uh, but what's t- tell me a little bit about these these financial services kiosks?
1: So the one we the the Bitcoin only kiosk, which is what we have now, is just you buy and sell Bitcoin on them. Uh, there was. Probably for the past two or three years, I knew we were always going to launch a generation two kiosk. And so these are not just buying and selling Bitcoin. Actually, they're only buying Bitcoin at this time. Um, but you can do uh, traditional uh, using traditional ACH, old you know regular financial service. Uh, you can do bill payments. Uh, you can uh, buy Amazon gift cards. Um, you can buy uh, international top up for your cell phone. So it's a much different demographic. My theory, or what we're validating in the field right now, is that if we put these out there, the, the Bitcoin users and uh, that demographic will come to them for the Bitcoin, but we're putting them in places more high traffic in terms of uh, uh, cash based users. So,
0: so where where I'm yeah. assuming they're here in the city of Omaha, where, yeah. where so are we? We have
1: find uh, two in cricket stores, so Cricket Mobile. Uh, so, that's, you know, Obviously serves a similar demographic. Um, and then we have uh, one at La Guerra in uh, 24th and F is a Hispanic grocery store. And then we have two in uh, Laundromats. One's 24th and L, and one is uh, one is uh, down in Bellevue. Actually, down near you. Anytime,
0: oh, yeah, anytime
1: Laundry, down in uh, Galvin, uh, it's like 505 North yeah. Galvin.
0: Like I'll, have that. To, I'll have to swing by and check that out.
1: Yeah, yeah, so you can't so we're actually turning on the Bitcoin functionality this week and okay. you actually you're going to you're going to pay more for Bitcoin at those uh, locations than you would at Jones Brothers. Um, but obviously we're competing against ourselves locally, but as we expand into other markets, we'll be able to place these and we'll be the only Bitcoin game in town hopefully in some of these locations. So Yeah,
0: yeah. be able to What what how does that conversation go with those business owners when you're uh,
1: talking
0: about these kiosks?
1: So the idea that, I mean, for the cricket store, it's pretty easy. If you're a cricket store and somebody could come in and pay their Boost Mobile or somebody could come in and pay their OPPD bill, then that's just another reason for them to walk in the door and you have a potential sale there. Or if there's a line at the counter, they can go over and pay at the kiosk and then you have know, a happier customer than if they had to wait. So, um, you know, the laundromats is just, I mean, that actually the laundromats is because... They like the idea of the bitcoin um and then the grocery store is uh potentially they would um they save money for their customers compared to like a western union to send money to guatemala or somewhere and then they um uh they save money and they potentially make money more revenue on the transaction than traditional western union type services so. yeah
0: and so these are th- these are taking U.S. dollars right into the ATMs, and you can pay any of these services—the cell yep. phone, Western Union, any of those services. Uh, but now a Bitcoin functionality on top of that, right? So I could also yep. go in, use that, just buy Bitcoin, get the get a printout, right? That's it's kind of how it works, right?
1: So if somebody doesn't want to, uh, obviously, I would if I could do it all again, I would tweak things up a little bit, but we would potentially put the Bitcoin ATM out in the West Omaha Jones brothers location, because right now it's pretty close to all these other kiosks. So we would have on one side of town, you could go to these kiosks if you didn't want to make the trip out to Jones brothers, West Omaha. So that's how, as we expand, that's kind of the, the angle is we'll have some, maybe still some regular Bitcoin kiosks, but we'll have these in the parts of town where we think that will get the most traction. So
0: yeah, yeah, might as well. Right. It, there's other transactions that need to be taken and they're financially lucrative in, yep. Um, ops in the chat room says he thought at the grocery store that was taking it from a Bitcoin perspective. Have there been some discussions about being able to take and transact uh, for retail items at the Bitcoin level?
1: Um. So I. So that's the the one project that I can't probably can talk the least about. But yeah, that would be the the p- payment processing. Um. And and I see that more for not necessarily store to like in store retail. Um. I don't. I don't know if it'll ever. The only the closest you'd get to that would be something like um, uh, I think Coinbase has their debit card or, you know, some of these debit cards um, that you could use to using a traditional terminal at the checkout, which doesn't really accomplish much, except you can spend your it's pretty traditional. It's not I don't know. I I don't think of it as really doing a QR code Bitcoin transaction because it's still using the swipe card and still kind of boring. So.
0: (laughs) <laughs> still, still kind of boring, just like the market right now. Um, Nick Stops also says he's out in California and they're working with a store. Same idea, except it's burst based. So yep. uh, we're a big burst community. We talk about it all the time. But uh, I, I love this that you guys are really in this downtime. I'm actually seeing and hearing about more interesting. You know, the last time six months ago when we talked to you wasn't even that. Five months ago when we talked to you. Uh, we didn't know about these financial services kiosks at the okay. time. I don't yeah. think we talked about it. You were just thinking about, or you just moved to Fargo yeah. and put the third, you know, kind of put the third ATM in. But I'm hearing more and more of, of these leaking out where it's a shot at, okay, let's get a physical box in a location. How are we going to do transactions? How are we going to make this work? How are we going to get people to really kind of buy into this? And w- where does it make sense? Early days, lots of crazy stuff going on with it, right? It, 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 I'm sure you're, sure you're seeing. What are some of the, as you've these kiosks now, how long, roughly, how long have you been operating these kiosks so in, in these places?
1: I, I probably didn't mention it because I've been working on this, like I said, for like two or three years, and, and it always seemed like they were eluding me <laughs> like, so i i i, I kind of stopped talking like i even stopped even like thinking they were going to happen because anyway so they finally did um but we've had them since june now um we do uh, roughly using on the traditional bill pay and typically at the cricket stores we do about 20 to 30 transactions a day um and now we're seeing people pay other bills besides just cricket um and and other than that the like we don't even have it's, uh, uh, we're still going through some regulatory hoops to even get the money transfer on. So the functionality that we were talking about with uh, being able to send money to Guatemala, that's not even turned on yet. So it's kind of frustrating, but we're uh, uh, we're just keep plugging away, and eventually that'll get turned on, and then we'll see how 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 people deal with uh, using a screen to go and do the transaction rather than going up to a counter. Um, And so the the cool thing is if you, um, with all this stuff, you can actually queue up the transaction. Again, I don't know if this is going to be our users, uh, if we can train our users to do this, but you can actually queue up the transaction to on your phone. And then all you do is go to the store and you just put the cash in because the transaction is all queued up. So, yeah.
0: Um, when you think about transferring funds down to not to Guatemala, Nicaragua, Colombia, whatever, right? When we think about South America, are I'm assuming today is that? Well, you said that wasn't turned on. Are is that going to be a Bitcoin play, or is that a Western? Wow. That's a Western Union kind of traditional. Are you hoping that could be at some point lead to lead to more where they're you know they're just in like hey you're doing this to Western Union and paying this you could be doing it in Bitcoin and not be paying those transaction fees, right? Can you do that? Or is that, you know,
1: (laughs) yeah, the, 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 the problem is really you rock in the boat. You don't want to, um, you know, then you've got to train their grandma in, in Mexico city, how to create a Bitcoin wallet. Right. Whereas right now she can go to the local, uh, Walmart and get the money there by just going for the counter, and so we don't have any control over the other end of the transaction. So I'm not going to even try to get them to have their yeah. on install a wallet. So sure, um, sure, and so yeah, I think the I think the Bitcoin is going to run. I mean, the the main reason for the other financial services is to um, get the high Vs and those folks to have a Bitcoin kiosk in their shop without really. Having a Bitcoin kiosk in the shop,
0: so no, right on. I mean, it it is—it's a gateway in, right? If you can, if you can provide those financial services for those individuals in a way that makes sense, and and I love the app of, I can queue this up and just pop in and feed it in. We, for for a lot of folks, uh, maybe a lot of our listeners, we we aren't kiosk users, but there's a huge financial industry around people in a cash-only or a heavily cash basis. Yep. Um, all those neighborhoods that you talked about here in Omaha are lower-income neighborhoods where that cash, where it's cash. Cash is king, right? And you're providing that service to be able for them to get that money on-ramped and either sent somewhere or used in some way or pay those bills in some way. Those also customers aren't as comfortable just paying all that stuff online. They would actually rather yep. come in and use, kind of use a kiosk. Go ahead, you're gonna
1: We've had I mean we've had people tell us that oh, you know, I used to drive all the way downtown from North Omaha to pay my OPVD bill at the OPVD office, and so now they can just pay right there and save all that gas and time. And that was I mean, that was the primary reason for doing this is to yeah. get them some time and potentially save them some money. So
0: it's it sounds like you're getting some pretty good foot traffic on those kiosks. Yeah. On those uh, do, do you have some numbers set of where you'd like them to be? And are you tracking it in a way to say it continues to grow uh it, it, do you have a feel for that
1: um so so the goal is to have 100 transactions a day across five the five kiosks and so we're hitting that in some locations and not hitting that in the other ones and so it's just a matter of finding the, the locations that are going to work but i mean as far as i mean we're on track for that but we uh, need to find some maybe some
0: different uh better
1: locations so
0: yeah, You have, well, you probably can't talk about that. I'll stop. I'll stop going down that that, that path. Let's talk a little bit about, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, you guys are in the blockchain business. Mm. Bitcoin happens to be an outcome of that. Um, talk to me a little bit. I ask you this question every time we do this, but I'm more interested in what are the interesting things that are going on with the blockchain as opposed to, because if the blockchain thing doesn't work, doesn't matter what we do with these coins. doesn't matter how many we mine. doesn't matter how many we have if we don't find viable, valuable uses for them on things that really matter, the, the whole thing uh, kind of falls in on itself or we just keep trading coins with each other at, you know, 0.001 cent uh, <laughs> per coin. What do you, what are you currently seeing on the blockchain and what's interesting?
1: I think we are seeing a lot more. Uh, it is becoming a part of conversations that you don't have to explain. That's, that's kind of where I see us at right now is that people are accepting it as a, as a part of life and, um that you know, for instance, you could talk about maybe just the logistics industry of you know, the idea that you could uh finalize the transaction from the time of drop-off. You know, I think we talked about this a little previously of like I think those things are actually coming uh we're actually seeing some products built where people are saying, Well, if, if I drop this if I drop this semi-truck full of stuff off to you. I could pay you the same day, essentially, and I don't have to go through all this paperwork process. If we, as the other things begin to be digitized, why can't the transaction, the final payment, be digitized and nearly instantaneous? Um, so, uh, the other um, the other pieces, you know, the there's a, one of the projects we're uh, working on involves um, creating, and, and there was a we had another blockchain event here in Omaha a few months back, and um, put on by the the chamber and i assume they're going to do one again next year but you know they um and even like with the nebraska mining center like it's another way to bring in uh as we grow potentially bringing some businesses or some business from out of state or out of omaha into the omaha area um and so we're seeing we're actually seeing some potential economic development um uh, rewards in terms of the local economy, which is a good thing. I mean, that's a, that's a positive and that's what drives interest. Um, and from folks like the Omaha chamber, cause that's their goal as well. Um, but it, so, so secondary markets of one of the things that was talked about, there was an energy exchange of people building, um, apps like for green energy, for green energy products, kind of like, I won't say carbon credits, but, uh, you know, the idea of, can we invest money into green energy projects, um, and use, uh, some sort of token or, or blockchain to settle those transactions so that as I, as I bring in sun to my solar panels, I'm selling that to the, um, to the grid. Well, you guys all chipped in 15 grand to buy those solar panels. So now I can pay you near instantaneously or automated. I can get those funds back to you, uh, fairly quickly. Um, And you get rewarded for the solar panels that we all bought together as a community. So that kind of stuff is uh, interesting and and actually happening. So those things are pretty cool. You
0: you mentioned uh, payment transaction in the the group. And I I think when we think of Bitcoin and the blockchain, that's probably the most common use or the common uses that we're thinking about. it. Um, When we saw Bitcoin race to almost 20,000, it kind of broke. Uh, and, and couldn't handle that. And that was even, you know, that wasn't even that much traffic. And a lot of, you know, so there's been a lot of technology that's been thought about, that's been talked about, that's been forked into some, you know, everybody's like, we're faster, we're lighter. Is that true? Like, from what you've seen of the various coins that are out there, that the, the various blockchains, are we getting better with transactions? Are they getting faster? Is, is, it, is it improving?
1: I think the problem is there's too many, like we just don't, we, we're we just too early in that arena to say anybody's going to be the winner. Um, you know, there's obviously, if you look at CoinMarketCap or whatever, there's a laundry list of all the coins that are out there. And it's just, what is, you know, what's the compelling reason between Burst or Nano or, you know, whatever other, you know, payment type uh, coin. And so I think at some point, as time goes on, um in in regards to that we'll start to see some stratification in terms of these and and i know it already exists and i i I recognize that like neo and ethereum those are coins that you develop programs on right but they are um uh, we people don't recognize them as that yet they see them more as like a way to trade and make money right not necessarily other other than now i'm saying all this because my point being is that the top four or five are still the top four or five. Everything else is just speculation in my mind, and so, um, so I don't. We don't. There's not a clear winner in the payment space. Um, you know, I think a lot of the when you say it broke at twenty grand, I think, I think some of that was uh, sabotaged by the Bitcoin Cash folks. And so I don't know if it actually should have broken. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, I think we're. I was telling somebody the other day, as far as the strategy goes, I mean, we're still the old. At this point, at least, I'll say don't buy all the way up to eighteen or twenty at this strategy necessarily. But like, I think we're at the still a hundred bucks a month or you know one hundred and fifty, two hundred bucks a month, just averaging in. I think at this point, you know, you're in for a little bit of a a ride up the up the ladder. Um, you know, potentially if it if it does what it's done over and over again historically.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned a little sabotage, and I think for some people, this is everything that's wrong with the blockchain is that we. We're supposed to get a financially secure system that works, and it's open source, so it should work all the time. And yet, we see even in the Burst Network, we see these shenanigans, right? We see <laughs> these things going on where you're like, "Oh, that shouldn't happen," or "Oh, you know, you shouldn't have one user that can cause a fork uh, by doing something," right? Yeah. I mean, don't don't we don't we need to be concerned? I mean, it's again, it's early days, but you know, before these things can be really people, before t- uh, people can take them seriously. I mean, I'm, I'm having a situation right now with the Burst wallet where I just can't even get it loaded on a PC here at my house. And I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like I, but the wallet, the new versions of the wallet are not working very well and they're So it's, I, I, I chuckle every time I do something like this because I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we can't have grandma do this. You know, we can't, like, if I, if I can't do it at times, there's going to be other people who can't. Don't isn't that a problem that w- these blockchains are still not resilient or or robust enough to handle those kinds of things?
1: But will it be any different when we have FedCoin put out by the Federal Reserve, right? Like, is that the is that the trigger that everybody will just make it work at that point because now we have FedCoin, and so I I think that is potentially coming in the next I don't know two to five years, and so um, and so then every then at that point everybody's gonna be like. Oh, uh, we'll figure out, we'll work out, we'll work out all the kinks, right? Cause we have to be in this space. But at that point, you also have the Fed controlling their Fed coin. And so then everybody will feel safer that they can switch out between Bitcoin and Fed coin really, really easy. Um, and then everything, every, everybody will be happy and it'll be a normal part of life. Right. But there's, a, it's just that one last little thing. Like as soon as that happens, then people will basically stop griping and start using the things. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. I, it, it, don't you're get me
1: right. wrong. Yeah. you're, you're all right. Your grandma cannot handle crypto no, at this no,
0: point. Not, it's not. It's not really realistic. But the um, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not against her. I'm. This isn't a negative thing. It is. It is one of those things that reminds me. It's like when Bill Gates was at a big uh, at at CES and he was demoing plug and play. And he puts a, he plugs in a scanner and the thing blue screens, right? <laughs> and you go, oh, maybe Windows isn't quite ready for prime time, right? Now, fast forward 20 years later, right? And right. we're, okay, the, for the most part, you know, it's on, it's on yeah. a billion devices, right? And so I, I think we've got some time. Um, let me get to a couple of questions because I've been ignoring Nick's, Nick Op, Nick Ops. I'm going to just call him Nick's. I like that better. <laughs> said uh in the chat room um what's the next nebraska event for blockchain you mentioned that but when is that and what do you look forward to maybe over the next six months what are we doing here in town
1: yeah that's that is a good question um for the most part i've gotten out of the events game um i there it's just it's just too much. I don't have time. I don't have the bandwidth for it.
0: It's uh, a lot of work, isn't it? Like, yeah. 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 And so, then you have a billionaire. You have maybe the world's richest man kind of trying to shut some things down, right? Well, oh, yeah, so, so
1: yeah. So, so yes, the next is not, well, not blockchain specific, but so the next, I've kind of, I think I've kind of just been like, okay, Omaha Chamber, you do the annual blockchain thing and we'll do the annual Bitcoin thing. And I'm fine with that. And so, um, so yes, May, the first weekend of May, we'll have, we'll try Bitcoin Day Omaha again uh, at a different venue. Um, and that will probably be the next thing we
0: actually do is. Good, good. Yeah. Not, not that Warren Buffett actually got in the way of it this last time, but there's chances already did, Yeah, which is super, uh, super, super interesting. (laughs) Um, let's see, what else do I need to get from? Oh, one of the things I wanted to ask you. So you mentioned this up front, nebraskamining.io when I was at your office, I don't know, nine months ago, six months ago, you guys were just starting to set this up, right? The ability to host. Asics, and at the time there wasn't any there but i look at the pictures and unless you're making things up it looks like there's a bunch there so (laughs) where where are you at with that
1: i did not i intentionally did not take stock photography and stick it on our website i I wanted it to be the real thing so um so yeah we right uh, however those all those miners are not ours they are in our facility we currently are hosting for about one two We've got about five customers we've got about 94 miners at this time and so um so yeah we're you know we're onboarding people at a fairly steady pace um that that only launched that was launched in june actually as well so i've been yeah it's been a rough couple of months but um so yeah uh people we the only, the only stipulation is we have a minimum of five miners um you can send us yours or we can buy them for you and uh you don't You'll have you. You don't have to touch them. We take care of them for you. You'll have uh, VPN access to administer your own devices, and um, the price is one twenty five. But it's uh, tied to the Bitcoin price, so as Bitcoin goes up, the price fluctuates a little bit month to month. Um, but then we have a solid cap on that, so you're not all continually riding up the price. So,
0: so the the advantage is you're getting business electricity rates as opposed to residential rates right that's the yes advantage?
1: so right now we're are we're working on a few things not not necessarily just in Nebraska that we would potentially get even cheaper rates so for us right now our, our, our you know we can increase our um, our net revenue by if we can get cheaper electricity and so we're pursuing some uh, you know renewable sources and some uh, off off market sources where we can get some cheaper uh, electricity so yeah
0: how are you guys viewed in the building there? I know you know it's. it's oh, that's it, not
1: where it's at. Oh, okay, all <laughs> no, right. No, it's not okay. there. <laughs> no, it's not there. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a industrial type site. So,
0: yeah. Okay, undisclosed location. Yep. We'll just yep. we'll just put it that way. Um, uh, so you're seeing at this point, you are you're still seeing folks buying Asics and getting actively involved. And it's still worth it to 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 try and mine whatever you're mining at this point.
1: So I have the calculations. I have the break-even calculated at around um, somewhere. We'll say seven thousand. Somewhere between six and seven. Um,
0: so at, at your at your electricity rate, right? If at for, the if,
1: price yeah. that my customers pay. Okay. Like as long as the price is around seven grand, they can uh, they'll make money at the end of the month. Not very much, but I mean, they make some money. And so on
0: an, on an ASIC. Getting power at your price.
1: Yes, right.
0: exactly. Yeah. And typically, what's a kilowatt?
1: Well, our flat. So we just we don't charge for electricity. We our flat rate is one twenty five. Okay. So you you, you provide the, an ASIC and we
0: bill you at one twenty five a month. One hundred twenty five dollars. Yeah. Okay. Per yep. ASIC. Per ASIC. Yep. For ASIC, yep. Okay. Yep,
1: and and so a lot of what we're seeing, or we anticipate coming in currently, until prices get back up to ten grand or something like that, would be uh, people that have ASICs that are, for whatever reason, can't house them or don't want to house them anymore. They're tired of the noise, tired of the heat, right? And so, um, so that's that's we don't necessarily see folks buying. Uh, You know, buying for this purpose at this point hopefully they will but um so yeah i mean the 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 part of the issue or part of the idea is just like you're hedging bitcoin is that you're you're buying the asics now because the price of the asics is going to go up as the price of uh crypto goes or price of bitcoin and bitcoin cash goes up is that when the price gets to 10 grand the bitcoin price the asics are going to be you know, whatever, one and a half times the price that they currently are now. And so, uh, so buying ASICs now is a way of getting into mining cheaper than if you do in six months or a year when the prices goes back up. So I don't know if people realize that necessarily, that the price fluctuates with the price of Bitcoin, but, um, you know, obviously when you're, when you're sending them, when you're sending the folks overseas crypto for their equipment, then you're paying the market rate essentially for that. That crypto equipment. So yeah.
0: Now, um, what's a typical today an ASIC? If I was going to mine, um, uh, uh, you know, get into this, and I wanted to buy an ASIC, what's an ASIC running now?
1: Uh, between eight hundred and a thousand dollars. Oh, it's not too bad. They were, but, they, if, they, but if we have a five, or we have five minimum. So you're you're going to be out about five grand to get into it. So right. Um, right. You know,
0: But what kind of returns are you seeing? You know, let's just say the markets in that seven to eight to nine thousand. We haven't seen nine in a while. It's been fluctuating between seven five and eight five. What's the typical monthly on a five thousand dollar ASIC investment? What are we seeing monthly generally?
1: You're 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 only gonna make. I think this is what you're asking. You're only gonna make a couple bucks a day on the on the ASIC. Um, And so, but again, the idea is that when when the price goes up the equipment price goes up and then it's going to be quote unquote too late to get into mining um the economics for the mining hardware will never really change you're always only going to make if you buy the asic today and start mining today you're only going to make a couple bucks right and and, but if you buy the equipment back in the day when it was cheaper or excuse me you're only going to pay it off at a certain rate but if you buy it when it's cheaper then you can pay it off quicker when the price goes up so
0: Cy- Cyber skulls in the chat room is saying, and I'll just paraphrase it. Yeah, but we have new AS- ASICs coming yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. That are making the old ones obsolete. So, yeah.
1: so yeah. I really, yeah. So I, I, I want to get a. Uh, I think it's GMO has their uh, seven nanometer. I was just uh, uh, reading up on those today, actually, and so I uh, that would be. Um, but yeah, those are two thousand dollars. So those are not the eight hundred dollar uh, S nines. Um, and I don't know what Bitmain's going to come out with in terms of when they're going to have a smaller, uh, a smaller, uh, yeah. And that's sorry. Who asked that? S9 oh, and ASIC. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the main ones that we, I really don't want to deviate outside of the S9s and the L3s. Those are both Bitmain miners. And that's, uh, there's another company you could check out if you want it called, uh, Halong and they have their Dragon Mint miner. Um, it's a little more powerful, but it, it's, I mean, it's a little more efficient, I'll say, but not, not very much. So we're talking, the, the generational leap is the GMO seven nanometer. Uh, and that is, as far as I know, is sold out. I don't, I don't know if, if, or where you would uh, even buy any of those right now, but they would have been $2,000 if you could have gotten one. So,
0: okay. So I have, let's talk average guy mining. I don't have ASICs. I have four, 10, 60. Oh, yeah, video cards right <laughs> sitting just they're still sitting on. i've and i've i was mining for a while i've shut them on and off kind of based on prices and stuff is it worth it even for me residential pricing it's the middle of summer is it worth it for me to even turn them on i i don't see
1: not residential rates no i why what were you what pool were you mining on
0: we're using NiceHash right now. Okay. just because it's the easiest. It is and okay. it pays in Bitcoin. And yeah. and I've seen some payoffs. I mean, in its heyday, the, those four cards would generate uh, ten dollars a day in at the best pricing. Like back in November, December, January, right? Yeah, yeah. I turn them on today, three dollars. Right. That's that's the three for all gross. four. Right? Gross, gross per gross. day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, not taking an account power. Uh, each card runs, I think I figured 35 or 40 cents each a day is their power consumption. Right. And so you're figuring in worst case scenario, you're making 15 or 20 cents. Best case scenario, I might be making, you know, if things go crazy, I can make a buck each card. Right. Um, but I, I need to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, I've been chasing it. I turn them on from time to time one, I'm just interested in what's going on. So it's not like I'm necessarily trying to make money off this thing. I want to stay up to date what's going on with crypto. So I use it as a learning exercise. The reason I'm in Burst is to learn, right? I, I it, Yeah, you know, maybe someday there'll be a little money in this thing, but it's really to be part of a community and learn, right? so yeah I, I keep them. I've almost sold them a couple of times, and I'm like, no, actually they're handy with burst plotting, so I'll keep them around having four around, It's not bad, right keep them around, but you're saying no, I what should are, what cards are they they're uh ten sixties they're g t x ten sixties so Nvidia okay. um you know, not very powerful, but not very they're they're a nice you know kind of in between power hungry and no power right mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of in that sweet spot
1: yeah i I don't uh I I agree and and I've I've gone through you know quite a bit of all the economic modeling of not all but quite a bit of economic <laughs> modeling as far as like and I agree I mean I think that most uh, uh, probably the average user unless you can get industrial rates or can mine at, at scale that buying in is probably just as effective or efficient because i mean a lot of it's just the headache and time it's fun to tinker with for sure like yeah. you said yeah. but uh for most people you're probably you know i just just the other day i was you know or today i was talking to somebody that i help with their stuff and they uh you know we were talking about just the long-term strategy is just averaging and and that's uh
0: yeah and yeah. Wait we till, talked about that years ago like yeah you and I talked about dollar cost averaging in as a way to get before I even bought these cards. And if I had, you know, I did the math by the way, and I've told you this before, but if I had, that would have been a 60 or $70,000 correct decision. Wow. Now that's assuming I bought at or I sold at the best possible time. Oh, you know, it's yeah, easy in hindsight, right? It's easy to yeah. pick the peak in hindsight. So it's not a really a fair comparison, but um, so no, I'm, I'm all for, in fact, I keep saying this, I need to just do it. I need to set up a, kind of a direct cash, 50 bucks a pay mm-hmm. period or whatever, and just buy that way. That's just the smartest way if you're if you're going to get in on this. John is saying, you know, yeah, well, still, even with my four cards, that's maybe 50 or $60 a month. That is kind of dollar cost averaging. It's a little less than that because I'm paying for some power. In the summer here in Nebraska, it's, it's really hard for me to have those cards on when I'm cooling the house, <laughs> you know, So I need to really move them to the garage, put them in a separate box and move them to the garage or something like that. But,
1: And I mean, but part of the issue is that you have the, I mean, maybe it's not much, but you've got, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like how valuable is your time? How much do you want to think with these things? And then what happens when something breaks versus if you just buy some Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about if something breaks, right? And so, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, no, right on. Hey, um, banks, like we've always been talking, you and I, from the very beginning. Um, have been talking about, you know, the t- disruption of the banking industry and in transaction fees and some of those kinds of things. Where do we stand today when we think about how are banks starting? How are the big ones? Has it changed at all in the last six months? Has there been any movement of their thinking about this? Have they decided maybe to try and get on, get in on this as well, or, or what's uh, going on in that space?
1: I think I, I think it's interesting. You're seeing a lot of negative news from the banks recently. A lot of negative opinions from you know the the heads of the bank or the big, you know, just like Jamie DeMond or whoever, you know, he, that, that kind of mentality, I don't think it necessarily matters, but uh, the problem is that it just, you know, gives people a bad taste in their mouth and then they potentially sell. It's more of a, you know, that's, I don't, I don't care about their opinion. I do care that it moves the, the market artificially, which is just silliness because they really have no clue what they're talking about. And so I think the, um, you see the, uh, whether, so, the, but there's a couple of, you know, you have the conspiratorial theory of like, is that, you know, the the folks that are shorting it, are they, is this a way for them, you know, Jamie DeMond's organization to buy even cheaper Bitcoin or clear out some of their short positions because the price will go back down to where they need to need it to. So, or it's just, are they just trying to make sure people stay away from it because it's really competition and they're scared of it, which is, probably true as well um and so i i it's frustrating hearing them because they have no they don't have any skin in the game right so why are they even why why even mess with us like just leave us alone um but anyway so I, banks are still not crypto friendly you know for 90 percent of the market um, or 90 percent of the banks out there are not crypto friendly and i think that just i mean it's good for Bitcoin ATMs, I guess, people that don't want to have their bank account shut down because they have a Coinbase transaction on there, right? And, coin- and their bank just decides one day we're not going to mess with it. Um, and I don't long term, uh, it, it makes the, the commodity more valuable, I think, if it's harder to acquire, meaning the Bitcoin, it, it potentially is a positive on the price uh, from that perspective, but it's also a negative because less people can get into it. And so, um, so yeah, it's uh I, I think it again until we see a Fed coin or something like that, that's I think we just need to learn to live with that and that's you know, but it seems like the past couple just the past couple months it seems they've been more vocal or I've seen more news about that and, and I I don't know why unless they're just trying to kick us when we're down or something, you know, like they, Well,
0: Nick's in the chat room is saying banks are buying bulk um on the off-chain transactions and yeah. he knows for sure that Merrill Lynch bought over 200 million dollars worth uh you know uh, back to my earlier comment about gaming the system like if you're not gaming the system you're being ga- you're the one being gamed right that's it's kind of i kind of feel that way sometimes i'm like man if i'm not the one cheating then <laughs> i am being cheated uh and and what do you what do we say i mean it would make perfect sense in the financial world to say hey there's a new thing coming let's ensure that we control this thing we're gonna buy but out of one side of our mouth and bad mouth it on the other to get yeah. the absolute lowest price is that yeah. a is that a acceptable conspiracy theory I
1: yeah I, mean, I think that's um, that's what I was referring to with the short positions and whatnot like I think they they're trying to make money on all sides and and I guess that is if nothing else we can take solace in the fact that that's you know that's positive for us if they if even if they're not saying it out loud, it gives us a buying opportunity as well, I guess, is the point is that if we're bullish on it, if we're long, if we want to be in it for the long term, then we're on the side of the guys that uh, know how to game the system. That's, that's good. <laughs> so... Um, but we we'll we'll play by the rules and, and do it the right way
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. it's wild west man it's yeah. just so crazy it is just a wild it's it's a wild west out there even in some of the discord groups that I've been a part of there's some interesting conversations that go on between groups and that it, because it's decentralized it it just it's going to be ripe for these kinds of issues'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying they're going to be there and and trust you know you taught me this like trust is an important part of what we're doing here. If people can't trust this, it won't happen. It won't transact. It won't be available. And so we've got some work to do. I, 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 I think, I, uh, I tend to think, sorry, I stuttered there, but I tend to think it's going to be a combination of open and regulated that's going to make it work. I just think for the average Joe, the average guy in America thinking about this, there has to be something more than just a bunch of guys running nodes and mining that are going to make this thing work, right? I, I just, I, I think there has to be more to it. Now, I totally just pissed off everybody in that <laughs> community. Hey, wait a minute, I'm doing this. But I know people. I was in the banking industry for 13 years. I understand the way people work. And I think it's going to take a little bit of both in some way. I don't know, respond to that. Edward, what I do you think,
1: think? I think you need to, uh, I think, there, there needs to be a, some chicken in the egg, though. If you, if you have, if you're not the one buying it, or if you're not participating in the market, then who is going to, with the understanding or or knowledge that the, the functionality or the solutions that we build based on that, even if it's, even if it's a platform built on Ethereum, or even if it's a new, uh, a new, um, oh can't remember what coin they were using, but a new credit scoring system in a country that, or, or mobile payments in a country that doesn't have, uh, that's tied to a really crappy currency uh, exchange rate. Um, you know, those things are coming. And if nothing else, one, I think, I think you can be a average guy and go the, the averaging in route, um, dollar cost averaging route. And uh, that's, that is, that can be a, just a, Boring part of your portfolio for now, with with the idea that in the end, decentralization and these individualistic type systems ultimately are going to come out ahead, and the the banks are going to be playing catch up. So,
0: yeah, uh, certainly, uh, Nix had also said, you know, it's the banks. Not like they haven't had their share of manipulating the market, yeah. and right. I mean, two thousand eight, two thousand nine a mess all created by our friends uh, in the banking industry of really taking advantage of a system. And, um, you know, right or wrong, uh, they are, they are pretty good at this. And there's a lot, there is a lot of money. If I say I was going to dollar cost average in at this point, and way back in the day, you know, we had Coinbase and we were doing it that way. Is that like, what's my best, if I wanted to put 50 in and buy some Bitcoin, and I'm assuming Bitcoin is still the right way to go. You know, John Biggs in our, in our Facebook group had asked me, Hey, Litecoin, which used to be number three from a market cap standpoint, sits at maybe at market at uh, six or seven. Mm-hmm. It's gotten pummeled. Is, do, should I be looking at the top six and picking one of those? Do I, so, so give me some answers on that. How, one, how do I on-ramp this correctly? What's the right way to do it? The cheapest way, maybe, or the most effective way. Then what do I think about once I get there?
1: Um, so. so And I'll I'll turn this a little bit political, but one of my buddies, I'm not an anarchist by any means, but one of my buddies is, you know, talking about how all the the Wells Fargo's and those guys, you know, even even just in the most recent incident where people were uh, stealing, when Wells Fargo was opening, create uh, new accounts, accounts, fake accounts, yeah. And there wasn't, there wasn't enough. Not, not, not enough heads rolled, right? And and not enough, especially at the executive level. And you know, so they're they're all well protected. And the you know, if you if you get into like the idea that that eventually some some of these folks will lose their jobs, maybe some for some stuff that's happened in the past, or you know that that the whole drain the swamp mentality of of will some of this corruption be shaken out? Um, then you know we there is there is a potential where we would have an opportunity to play on a little more level playing field with with the banks um so uh, but i think that's the same mentality of why people would potentially move away from banks and, or don't trust the banks even like you just mm-hmm. talked about trust like people are, are losing trust in banks because of they see stuff like that not happening or uh, and so that's part of why uh crypto will, will potentially win the day um so, but yes, I, I think just, you know, put put your pants on one leg at a time. Don't do anything fancy. Open a Coinbase account. Link is your bank coin, account to it. Still the right yeah. to do it. So my yeah. Coinbase
0: account, just move it in. I'm going to pay some fees, but that's okay. Is that the, there's is that n- the right way to do it?
1: I, yeah, I just, there's nothing out there that's reliable enough or has the feature set that they have in terms of just a couple clicks and you've got your recurring transactions. There's I mean, the sadly, I mean, as, as much as much as it pains me, I mean, they really have, I mean, there there is a, a funnel there that they everything crypto in the U.S. currently goes through a very small number of uh, companies, and Coinbase is one of them. But they have, you know, fairly trusting them. Um, I mean, you could go to Kraken, you could go to some other exchanges, um, but you, uh, I mean. They're they're they don't have the interface or the simplicity that Coinbase has, and so um, if you if you are if you are concerned, um, you know I guess what I would say is then just go in once a year, once every six months, and drain your account, put it into something where you can control it, um, either a Trezor uh, or something you know where you have the keys, or even just another exchange, just to get it off of Coinbase's system, and then let you know, an 11 of the year go by, accumulate your 1200 bucks worth of Bitcoin and then uh, dump it somewhere else again, uh, just to get it out of their, out of the, off their system in case bad yeah, happens.
0: It's actually not hard to distribute. Speaking of distributed, it's not yeah. hard to distribute that around yeah. and have little bits, you know, yeah. and, and it's not terribly expensive to do it that way. Right. I, I, I began to look into a little bit of the onboarding or, or, or the on-ramping right of those U of us dollars fiat into Bitcoin. And, you know, you do pay some fees on Coinbase. FDIC insured. They 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 got a great website. The functionality works great. I've actually in moving around money between Litecoin and Ethereum and Bitcoin, I have not done any Bitcoin Cash, and maybe that's a mistake, uh, or maybe not. From what you said earlier, uh, but um, but that it, it has certainly been an easy system to be able to. I have moved cash in and moved cash out a little bit, not not a lot, but for, for me, it feels, it looks, uh, it is average guy. Like, I mean, Coinbase has become a really solid average guy platform to be able to get on. So you would be okay with me putting 50 a month or a hundred a month through Coinbase dollar cost average in buy and do I, am am I, am am I going into Bitcoin at this point? Is that the smart call to dollar, dollar cost average in Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. Well, I just, point i would and i'm not a financial advisor yeah, right um, but we to, we're,
0: I, we're not professionals <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i at this point i would do uh Bitco- at, well excuse me depends on your outlook and your perspective at this point i would do bitcoin and ethereum um litecoin is a little more of a uh, R- risky play yeah risky play um i, I would just do bitcoin and ethereum right now but if you see Litecoin start to move, just keep an eye out for it. And you know, if you see it start to move, I, I would certainly not hesitate to pick some up. Um, uh, so yeah, I, somebody asked what a Trezor is. Um, okay, so somebody asked if Coinbase is something you can install on a smartphone. The answer is yes, you can. The other option we didn't actually talk about, bring, now that you mentioned that, is um, uh, I have not used Robinhood, but you could also potentially use Robinhood as a way to go from uh, fiat to, uh, to uh, crypto. Right. Um, I've not used it, so I don't I don't know what the interface is like. So, um, <laughs> John Biggs, hold in there. You're uh,
0: well, he, we we Litecoin was doing really, really well. And yeah. it's just has <laughs> it <laughs> just taking it in the shorts. I mean, but, yeah. you know, buy low, sell high. Right. And so, it, you know, if you're thinking like and, and right. you said this, right, if you're thinking if you want to buy something beat up. Yeah. And you want to stay on the Coinbase, right? From, for those that don't know, Coinbase has four coin offerings that kind of standard on their network, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin Cash. They have been talking about other coins coming on, so we'll have to see uh, who they who they decide to take on or if they decide to take anybody on. But certainly, out of those four, Litecoin has just taken it the hardest in yep. all of this, right? It's,
1: it could be the time to buy then, depending on how you feel about these types of things. But I, I would... Um, the so yeah, which since you brought that up, the other, if you feel, uh, uh, if you real, if you want to get a little uh, feisty, then you could potentially buy the coins that uh, that that Coinbase has talked about putting on their platform. I mean, you could, you know, capitalize on the fact that there's going to be a lot more volume potentially on those. I don't, I haven't even looked at the price to see. What the uh, if the markets moved since they uh, made those announcements, but you could buy Brave or whatever other ones they're talking about listing. Uh, no basic attention token. Yeah, it was basic attention token, which is Brave, the Brave browser, um, and the other two or three that they've these they've teased out that they're going to po- uh, list. So. If you want to go through the process of buying Bitcoin, go get on another exchange and then buy the coins that we're talking about. Um, If you want to maybe ride the price up, if it moves with the Coinbase, uh, bring them on. So I did want to address the Trezors. So the problem, part of the problem with Coinbase is the, that they own your public and private, they own your private keys. So they essentially have control over your funds, just like the banks do. Um, The, you can move those into a wallet such as um, uh, Bread Wallet or Mycelium on your phone, or just the regular Bitcoin wallet on your desktop, or even like Exodus uh, is a great wallet to uh, hold multiple coins in. That's on your desktop. So I'll run through those again. If you don't want to hold your funds in Coinbase and you want to own your private keys, you can do Bread Wallet, Mycelium, or uh, Exodus are all good wallets. The Trezor adds. Um, an extra layer of security to some degree because it essentially requires, or um, I may not describe this right technically, but it allows you to, it's basically like your key fob, like a UB, what is it, UB key or whatever. It's a key fob that forces you to be physically present or at least to have your device physically present and you have to know the pin on the device to unlock your wallet. So rather than, so somebody hacks your computer and your key fob is not plugged in, then they have no access to your wallet. So that's that's what a Trezor is. So it's it's just another layer of security. I think it's it's a little funny because uh, it still has the same uh, seed, the 12 key or 24 key seed. And so it's more, of, for me, I think of it more as a convenience thing than it is to a, as a security thing because at the end of the day, it's just as hackable. If somebody gets your 24 seed key, uh you're you're still out of luck right and so it's not like it's not a it's not a full stop on them not getting into your wallet period it's just a way to uh access your funds quickly uh but still have your private keys so
0: yeah yeah it's it well, you know we there there are security risks associated with this and there is if you have money in your pocket or if your you know like your credit card gets gets compromised i mean I guess it really depends on how much money we're talking here, right? You know, for a lot of folks, we're talking maybe hundreds or thousands of dollars. If we're more than that, yeah, then I think one needs to do some realistic, you know, maybe some realistic safeguards to kind of right. make sure yeah. what they're doing. For the average guy, again, because this is the average guy network. For the average guy, uh, I, you know, I, uh, I've got stuff. I've got a little bit on Coinbase, a little bit more than a little bit. And I'm pretty comfortable with its its backing, it's the money that's there. You take that little bit and multiply it times 100. Okay, now I'm probably starting to think through, like, uh, okay, at that at that kind of dollar amount, um, you know, at $1,000. Okay, if this were to go away, not the end of the world. At 100000 okay, that's a completely, uh, that's kind of a, di- a completely different story. So um, good, good, uh, great comments. Sorry, we can't read them all. That are coming into the chat room, yeah. I know, No, some, (laughs) some, you know, some great. It is, you know, Lop that asks, why does this have to be so complicated? And it really is not that complicated. It's just a new system, new terminology, new, you know, new things that we're thinking about. Really, if you think of Coinbase like the bank, and I know that kills crypto people when I say that, but it's really just depositing in, in different funds. Maybe an investment fund would be a. You know, if you think of a van, a van camp or van Campen, is that, is that Vanguard? Anyways, Vanguard. There we go. Thank you. If we think of those, uh, Vanguard. If we think of those kind of investment firms, right? You can take your money, put it in, and purchase these various funds. If you think of it in those terms, it's not—it's not terribly difficult. Um, you know that you—you mentioned CoinMarketCap.com. Uh, it's a site I kind of go to to see how things are going and i, I kind of look at maybe the top twenty five anything below that you know, it's kind of suspect you yeah. know and yeah. and um really uh coinbase does carry the top four at this point I think maybe they're not exactly the top four, but they're pretty darn close aren't they when we think of bitcoin Litecoin ethereum and they and bitcoin cash they're definitely in the top ten all those all those four right
1: yeah there was a there's actually i don't know if i'm gonna there's a a new there was a site I can came across the other day it had the the value of i know where i can find it hold on one second it had the it has the values of the coins they basically took out all the hype <laughs> it's got the the here let me find it here but it's basically because coin market cap has obviously if whatever the market rate is right but nobody really knows what drives that market rate and so the so somebody said well what if you took away all the you know, what if you took away all the hype, basically? What would what would the cause the value of the coin be? Uh, so let me grab that real quick. Hold on. Um, let see here.
0: Sorry. No, I'll, while you're finding that, let me say, Emily had put in the chat room, she says she started investing in index funds using the stash in Acorns apps. I didn't understand you guys and your Bitcoins, but now I'm obsessed with watching the markets. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you yeah. kind of, when you have a little, when you have a few dollars in there, all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, maybe I should pay it. That's, that's why I have what I have in the markets is because it helps me pay attention to what's going on. Otherwise I wouldn't pay attention.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Um, all right, here we go. So coinfairvalue.com hmm. So okay. coinfairvalue.com is, uh, is like the coin market cap, but supposedly without hype
0: without all the in the hype what you're talking about the hype is coins the coins value you can correct me if i'm wrong it if all of them were owned right that's the market cap
1: no technical? if uh what they did is they took some technical these factors like uh like ethereum can it be easily built upon or uh are the fees low to send them send send the funds like so they didn't look at it they they threw out the whole market value and just said each of these coins has these certain things number of nodes or number of users or uh, trading volume and then they assigned values to each of those things so they eliminated any of the um, what the actual thing is trading at today and just said this is what it should be trading at because of these certain things that we think are important so
0: kind of kind of uh, analysis like we do yep. in the regular markets right yep. i mean apple exactly. why is apple worth what it's worth yep. it, there's a, f- a whole formula right that goes... like,
1: yeah kind of like P-E you know ratio and stuff like that
0: so on that right now as we're talking coinfairvalue.com bitcoin's number let's just say it has it has usd in the euro on there but let's just say bitcoin ethereum bitcoin cash then ripple stellar eos and, uh, and then it drops down. Litecoin, which we've been talking about, comes in at number 11 in that list. Some other ones, Cardano, Dash, which uh, Tether, which is an interesting one all on its own because it, it's always a dollar um, mm. or at least it always holds at a dollar. You'd mentioned Neo coming in at 17. Um, Binance, which is interesting because Binance is an exchange. And so this is a coin based on the exchange value. Which, well
1: not necessarily because you okay. can actually you when you're trading on binance you pay a certain uh, uh, rate for your trade so you would pay one percent or. zero one percent or whatever if you use binance coin they actually give you a discount so there isn't it's a utility token to some degree where there, where they'll, you, you have an incentive to buy it because you can use it to get discounted trades, which I think is cool
0: so yeah yeah, yeah out, out there um, um, oh and let me say we did. Um, so with my uh, college and high school interns this summer, I wanted them thinking about blockchain and blockchain technology. And the fun part about this is the buying and selling. And when I was in high school, we did, we had market contests where you'd get $1,000, you could invest it in the stock market, we'd track it on a daily basis, and there'd be a winner. So I thought, well, let's do that. So we found this really cool site called Crypto Spaniards. Why, why that? Why Crypto Spaniards? I don't know. But it is, Crypto Spaniards is a uh, a market site all about simulations. So let's simulate some market you can buy and sell and trade. It's a game. It's right. You don't put any real money in it. It's just a game. And so I had all my interns buy $10,000 worth of, or they started with $10,000 and we all started on the same day and then we began to buy and trade. Uh, This And each day we had a little Superman uh, trophy that I had gotten at Burger King. I bought a Happy Meal and it came with Superman. And so the Superman traveling trophy would go around to each of the students' desks, whoever was leading that day. And uh, it it didn't change hands every day, but it did change hands probably a dozen times over the course of, uh, I think we did it for five weeks. But it was really interesting. It didn't get, uh, these students didn't get as excited about it as I thought they would but they did towards the end begin to get really competitive about it and it gave us some good conversation fodder to to have around why the blockchain is what it is like yes these are assets that trade for a certain value amount they go up and down kind of based on people's emotions and maybe a little bit of fundamental uh, information but but it began to get them thinking about this and it was a fun exercise i had a good time doing it and so we used uh, you know, we used crypto and the blockchain and this currency to really kind of teach some lessons, some market conditions. I think this is going to be their future. And I'm hoping I'm giving them a little early education yep. in on this yep. to say we we had a contest or we had some um, an idea of how could Gallup where I work? How could Gallup use the blockchain? Uh, realistically, we didn't get anywhere.
1: Why don't you call me up when you're doing these things?
0: <laughs> I should. Add, right? I tell you what, <laughs> next summer. You, uh, we'll bring you in and you'll be my, uh, you'll be my consultant um, (laughs) on that. One, I wanted to see if it was going to work, just to be honest. I wasn't quite sure where this would go, Um, but it was an awesome opportunity to really work with these college and high school students to be able to just give them some education, right? I I really feel like this is the future, you know, we're, we've got 50 years before this, you know, as we ease into this thing, Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people, you say that, and then people look at you crazy. And when you look at the history of the United States and its monetary system, there were some times between 1800 and 18, oh, let's say 80, where the monetary system was super, super distributed, not centralized at all in a freaking Wild West. Like every city you can, you can buy on eBay, you can buy City of Omaha notes, bank notes that could only be transacted here in the city, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, we, we we begin to see some parallels to that and what's going on with crypto. It will consolidate, right? We we can't support. I don't, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. The market can't support the two the two thousand coins that are out there today. Realistically, can it?
1: Not not. A, I, so if we if we go to a world where, so, okay, so the other thing we haven't even touched on, which we did touch on last time though, so somebody can go back and watch that if they want, but. The, there's two two main factors. One is uh, the lightning network, and two are atomic swaps, which I won't go into too hard too deep. But the idea that you can trade from one to another coin without ever noticing it um, is is pretty cool, and that would that would make more sense where I have Edward coin, you have Jim coin, and I can send you it, and and none of us, neither of us know what the difference is, right? We just know what the fair market value of a edward coins and the jim coins we traded that rate so i think that would be those are things that we haven't even brought into the conversation and i don't even know what time we're supposed to be done but um so but the uh so i want so who did you so what was the the winner of the contest how many uh what was their dollar what, what was their portfolio value at the end
0: like ten thousand three hundred well it was, it was the market conditions were terrible <laughs> We all, it was a race to the bottom. Like, this is when we yeah. started when it was at, you know, it was in the high sevens and it went all the way down to six something, six right. and change. Okay. And that happened in the three weeks that we started this thing. I mean, right. everybody, it was all about keeping money. In fact, <laughs> a few of the really smart ones didn't invest anything, uh. just sat and waited.
1: Well, that's probably why they weren't very excited about it. I mean next year when it's all like 1920, like when they're when their portfolios are going up and then the n- numbers get bigger, then they'd probably be a lot more excited yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. So. Well,
0: it was interesting. They there were some there were some folks who were like, "Yeah, you're cheating by not by not uh, <laughs> investing." And I'm like, "Well, that's a strategy, guys. I'll be honest with you. It's a strategy." And you know, um it, it was one of those interesting led to one of those interesting conversations just because I gave you money, not real money, but just because I gave you money, and and uh, Nixon in the chat room was saying, "Oh, he wished it was real money." Well, in this case, pride actually filled in a lot for that, right? The pride of being the winner and having the Superman trophy on your that meant something to them. And um, and so, anyways, the um, uh, the 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 idea that I gave you money and you have to spend it <laughs> in investing is a very it's it's a very real like just because you have it doesn't mean you should invest it. Timing is everything. And have you timed the market? Have you looked at the market? Do you understand its current conditions? For those who looked at the market and knew it was it was a it was on a continual slide, well, right. do you invest in on that? Now, I thought I would, I thought I timed it and I bought some things that I thought were going to bounce pretty quick. I took the high risk, I just got crushed. <laughs> 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 in that market, just, I got wiped out. It was I was maybe I think there were twenty of us and I think I was fifteenth.
1: Well, you've um, got a, I mean, you've got yeah, within a limited yeah, window, you six got you're right. You kind of have to play with what you've got, and that might.
0: Yeah, it tough. would be interesting now, and, and it's probably even worse um, on, on the Crypto Spaniard site, because I bought some stuff that has just gotten even, you know, <laughs> continued pummeled. I was hoping for some other, you know, some other changes in the market. Let me see. Yeah, so I'm at 6500 right now, cool. uh, which
1: Nick's office is saying uh, we should do a, he wants to play with real money, but he's, We why don't we do a, the average guy, uh crypto Spaniard. Yeah, uh, we
0: could, we could, uh, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's something we'll, we'll start on just a little bit of, a little bit of personal pride and uh, <laughs> everybody starts on the same day with a little bit. And, um, yeah. so you um, can't we'll form,
1: of, everybody has to open their, you, you can't form it. groups.
0: No, like, it's like well,
1: fantasy the, football type it thing.
0: The, not yet. At the not time yet. we started this and, and maybe this, um, Maybe this is a chance for us to find a better simulator. I gave the kids that the actual high school or the college students that were leading the program had the challenge of the first two weeks of finding a platform that would work. And this was the best one we could find. One of my college students was like, that's okay. I'll write a little Python script that'll scrape everybody's accounts every day to get their, to get their points. And then, um, and then I'll build a leaderboard out of, that'll be dropped into an email. And every day at 10 o'clock, we got a leaderboard update. Via Via email. And uh, it was cool. He found, by doing that, he found some interesting uh, email configurations for us that he was like, "Mm, we should think about this the way we got this configured. So it was, no, it was super cool. Uh, But it really gave him an opportunity to, uh, well, think about that. I tell you what, if you're listening and you've got a platform that you want to pitch for a group, I would love to put together a little crypto group here. Um, I'm not necessarily interested in real money, but it could be for pride. Maybe we'll have a traveling trophy of some kind that will make its way around on a monthly basis or something like that. The loser, uh, the, if you lose the trophy, you got to mail it to the next guy, something <laughs> like that. I don't know, a little little pride in that. And uh, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Love to kind of think about these you know, it'd be great to have a platform of the leaderboard. yeah uh, Edward, you jump in on that, wouldn't you? If if we if we did yeah, something
1: like that. I'd yeah. like to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it'd be a it'd be a ton of fun. Can you can you short on there? Yeah, I, mean, is, I don't I don't think so.
1: If it's going down, I, so. I would I'd like to short some things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's you know, hey, what, what we found, Mike Weger and I, and with the help of this new burst group, this that we got some folks in Omaha that are that are part of this crypto community. And there's actually a pretty strong, and you, you might even know some of these guys and gals that are in it. You never know. Maybe. That, uh, that are in it. And and we should probably, I was looking at meetup.com just here for, for the show. And there's actually, a, there is a uh, Omaha Bitcoin meetup group Yes, that, that happens. Are you, have, you, have you ever gone? Or are you yeah, you're familiar? Yeah, I went.
1: Uh, so I I used to be more involved than I have been recently, but I did go the past Sunday um, that they met up. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, for a time there, when the price was high, they said they were getting like 20 to 40 people. and um, But it's certainly a chance to go and meet face-to-face with them, folks, that you can talk about things that they get where you're coming from and they yeah. know what you're talking about. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, at, at Exarbon, um at Dudley's there every other Sunday. So, yeah, if you, I mean, you want to talk about altcoins and stuff like that? For sure, they will. Uh, um, they will talk about all that mm-hmm. stuff with you. So,
0: Nick's got a good idea. You know, maybe we, because many of us are doing burst. Maybe you, we start a burst pool where everybody, you know, you you submit fifty burst. That's like that's like a nickel, yeah. <laughs> okay? But you put fifty burst in a pool, and everybody's competing like uh, on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. you're you know and there's maybe there's some payout where it pays out half to the monthly winner and the other half stays in the pool for just, just for
1: payout pay out for the winner at the end just keep yeah it simple,
0: right? yeah it, really, well something it would, it would be it but it, that would be a great system
1: yeah
0: you know oh, so when you, how
1: long would we how so you're saying we would keep it just an ongoing thing i don't like i think we should have a window of like three months or something like that a little longer yeah. than you had for your group but yeah. we should Resibly,
0: maybe, th- maybe three months. Yeah, no, I like it. We'll we'll think about that. If you guys uh, if you got some ideas, send them to me, Jim at the average guy
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: dot TV. Well, we are, Edward, we are at our time. And it it's like okay. always, it's gotten dark behind you, which is, <laughs> which is always great. I'm still amazed you can do this from your deck second time in a row now that we've brought you in. You are the only podcaster I, I, I work with that uh, does it successfully from their deck and, <laughs> and smoke a cigar. <laughs> before the show even st- now i'm going to go out like you got me hooked i think after the show i'm going to go out like, mm-hmm. i can smoke a cigar no that sounds that sounds pretty good edward thanks did we miss anything anything else you want to throw in before we kind of wrap this thing up
1: um nope just if you want to check out nebraskamining.io we'd love to have you uh mine with us and otherwise um yeah we'll looking forward to the next time so thanks no, for having cool. me
0: yeah thanks for the thanks for coming in on short notice uh, mike had let me know you couldn't make it and so I was shopping around a little bit, and I said, you know what, we haven't had Edward on. This would be a good uh, a good time to have him back and get an update, and, and we'll talk about a few things in the post-show. Remind everyone, uh, if you're listening, first of all, if you came over from our Burst group, welcome. Glad to have you guys out here. We podcast every Thursday, and typically we'd be talking about, oh, PCs and phones and hard drives and things we put in our cars and home automation and kind of whatever, whatever's in the group. Uh, many of you have been submitting um, things on the Facebook group. We get the conversation from there. I've captured those for this week. We'll move on to next week. Uyghurs back. And there's been lots of discussion about the price of SSD drives, Edward. We have been, the price is plummeting at this point on those things. And where one terabyte used to be super expensive, you know, $150, $200 bucks now for a one terabyte SSD, which is mm-hmm. stupid crazy. Like, yeah. it's, it's just dumb. But it's super cool. And uh, those are some of the conversations we have. Some questions about home automation came in. We'll cover those next week. Uh, So definitely come back. We won't talk crypto every week. Typically, we reserve that for the post show, just because I know some of you aren't interested in the crypto conversation, but couldn't resist with that word today. Um, And so uh, uh, hopefully you've made it all the way to this point. Don't forget, uh, if you want to financially support the show, you can do that as well. And a few of you have. I always appreciate those that are uh, supporting the show through Patreon. Head out to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon or Patreon.com slash uh, TV, I think, or maybe the average guy Get you there. Just head out to the site. You can get there. Easy, easy to do. We actually do have a, uh, I have a Burst Faucet option. If you, if you need Burst, I have a Faucet option through Patreon. One buck gets you in. I'll give you some Burst to get you started. It's just an easy way, a fun way to get folks involved. By the way, uh, we make the post show available. We have a bunch of crypto and we spend most of the time uh, talking about Burst, but that's available through the Patreon page. You don't have to be a Patreon subscriber, but it is all out there and available for if you want to do it. want to remind you that the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, so that means everything we do is, ho- uh, is hosted and paid for by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And of course, that's Christian. We've been trying to get Christian back on Cyber Frontiers. Super busy with Amazon at the moment, but we'll get him back in. Plans start on Maple Grove. Full website, full media hosting, full podcasting stuff, 10 bucks a month. Easy to do. He's doing a bang-up job there. Check it out, maplegrovepartners.com. And then don't forget that uh, we are sponsored by LastPass. And of course, the app is sponsored by them. And so if you want to listen to us live or on the road or one of those things, the app really works best. Easy way to do it. Available both on iTunes and Android. Head out to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Super easy way. Page setup. Even my fat finger can get to it, and you can get it downloaded on your phone. Absolutely free. Good to have. Reached out to LastPass again to say, hey, you're going to sponsor us for the next year? We'll see how it goes. They've had a lot of changes over there at LastPass. We'll give them a shot. If not, our Patreon subscribers are going to support the app. So we'll we'll be switching that over if they say no. But they've been good partners. And actually this week, if you were in the Facebook group, there was an offer, you know, typically LastPass is 24 bucks a year. Uh, that gets you some, some options, including an option that to be able to set your account to give somebody else access to it if you pass away. Last week, I talked about that. I had a family member pass away. And, and uh, all your digital content, you got to protect that in some way. And you got to find a way to be able to pass that on, right? You get, people have to get into your accounts. And uh, so for the premium, that function is available. It was on sale for six bucks, so you, you could buy multiple years. I bought two years worth for six bucks. So normally twenty-four. We got it for six. That's in the Facebook group. Join us on Facebook, facebookcom slash groups slash Guy. Get you there whether you like Facebook or not. Join us over there. If that's the only place that you go, join us over there. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Out here at theaverageguy.tv, we'll do a little post show until Edward gets uh, too many mosquitoes uh, on him. We'll do a little a, a bit of a, a bit of post show. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.